Hello, listeners, and welcome to our penultimate episode of Why Media Matters, a limited series podcast on media's foundational importance to world culture. As for your host, I'm Avi, and let's jump straight into it. For today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about the big one, the most important piece of media to quite possibly have ever existed, the radio. Perhaps a great invention of the last 300 years? Well, technology has completely revolutionized our lives. The contribution of one man simply changed the entire course of human life, with truly the next creature comfort that came immediately following the light bulb. This was all thanks to the contribution of Guillermo Marconi. Guillermo Marconi, in 1895, was the first to send a wireless telegraph using what would later become known as radio waves, and by 1902 was able to begin to cast transatlantic signals between England and Canada. However, for the first instance of radio waves being used comes from the godfather of modern science itself, Nikola Tesla. In 1893, when he created the very first wireless technology for signal transmission. However, in 2022, the radio seems to be a thing of the past, as many people have begun to move away from traditional radio in lieu of satellite radio and on-demand music stream. But the radio continues to persist and live on, based on the merits of its past, continuing to push and drive itself towards new heights. Joining me on the show today is Chris Ryan, the host of New Hampshire Talk Radio, hosted from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGIR and streaming on smart home speakers now. I do want to thank you for being on the show. It really means a lot to me to have a radio professional talking about this. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you uh, yeah. thinking of me. So, Chris, can you take us through the daily routine of someone in radio right now? Yeah. Um, so, for me, um, my show's on from 6 to 9 a.m. So, you kind of get up, you um, start to, to go through um process of what happened overnight, uh, Twitter, um, prep, uh, all that. And, you know, we get in um and basically like it's a 20 it's not 24 hour but it's like a, a 16 hour a day process where you're just constantly gathering uh information um whether it's in your daily life uh whether it's the news stuff um so it's a constant constant process of gathering information because you want to have the best possible material for the for the show so it's it's a process that kind of never ends. Um, and that includes like when I'm on the show, it's just a constant, constant uh, gathering of information. Okay. Um, the, the team's really interesting. You said that it was a 16 hour process to do one show. That's definitely certainly more involved than I thought it would be. And I mean, I, I do this and I'm also a streamer. So it's it's a lot more involved than I thought it would be. Um, so, what is it like working at a radio station in 2022 now? I mean, with all these uh, biased news sources, how do you personally go through and disseminate the correct information that you want to get out there? Yes, yeah, so that's a big part of it, is that um, being an, you know, an independent um very important to me to go through again a whole bunch of different um news sources and then 
you know, there's there's trusted news sources, um, ones that you know I know, or sources that I have individually within the state that I will that I can go with. You want to make sure that um, if you hear or see a particular story, that you back that up. If it's not something that you're you know, familiar with and you're going to to go with, um, you know, if it's a, a report that just someone is out there on social media talking about. Um, you want to make sure that you follow up um, with the appropriate entities. A lot of time, it's also, you know, when you're dealing with a big story, you may not have multiple sources. So you have to go with your gut um, on it as well. So, yeah, that's that's become the major challenge is that, um, you know, kind of I've, I view myself in New Hampshire and particularly on the radio uh, as being that person that is in the middle. And there's not that met, there's not many sources that you can go to reliably and are you know, exactly where I am. So you have to make sure that everything kind of lines up. Um, so that's, that's something that's, that's kind of the same as when I started like 20 years ago, but um, has changed and there's not as much um, reliable in the radio for the past 20 years um do you think that from basically 2000 to now there has been a substantial dip in listenership of just straight radio and losing those listeners to streaming services like spotify and apple yeah no question so there's been a change in how we you know are listened to. So there's have to be an adaptability where when it first started, you know, there was not a um, podcast type of a approach. And initially with just as it is with any change, you know, within the actual industry, there was like, oh, you know, this is problematic and what are we going to do? And, you know, and then it became, oh, this is a way for us to actually um, create more of an impact, particularly for local radio stations where um, you were in the past kind of bound by your signal. So you could not get beyond that. Um, And now it's obviously changed. Um, And we've seen, you know, in the state, a a big change in regard to how you meet your, your audience. That being said, though, I would say that overall, whether it's with newspapers even television or um, radio, there's been a, a significant nationalization where people have moved more towards uh, national than local. And even as whether it's the union leader or the Congress monitor, WMUR, NHPR or us, um, the audience retention from 20 years ago is not exactly there. So in other words, it's changed. We've moved, you know, to try to meet them in that on-demand world, but their interests aren't necessarily aligned with um, the local news side of things. And before there was a element of kind of doing it for the greater good and that, oh, this is what you should do. Um, But the audience interest is not there. So it kind of changes what we have to do in order to try to meet the audience. Um, and we've seen obviously over the last 20 years, a significant reduction in workforce within news-based organizations, period. Retention of your audience. So currently, do you think that radio 
influence, I mean, just over the past century since the radio was invented, do you think that it has this ability to continuously transcend the new age media that most people choose to use over radio and eventually still go back to radio to continue using it as a reliable source? Yeah, so I think that, um, I think radio will still have a significant place um, because of the fact that, uh, you know, people still drive. And that's still our biggest thing is that, you know, there are self-driving cars and people can just watch, you know, TV or YouTube or whatever while they're driving, then perhaps that would change. Um, Certainly people can do that now with their phones. Um, You know, it's not safe or whatever, but you still, you can, you do have that option. Um, And, but I do think that it's going to be based upon content and, um, you know, the days of just, you know, showing up are gone. Um, there's so many different options that you do have to have content that people, people want. Um, there's, we have the mechanisms to meet the people where they are, as I mentioned before, whether it's a live stream, whether it's, um, audio, whether it's, uh, moving into, you know, a visual format, um, too, which has obviously been done for a long time, but is more readily available at this point. Um, but it's going to be creating content that has a niche. And it said that you guys are streaming on smart home devices. Can you talk a little bit about how radio can now do that? I didn't... Uh, uh, you guys are streaming around here, so on uh, smart that, that home on devices on Amazon Echoes and on Google Homes. And I was wondering, what is the process for that? Like, how oh, do yeah. you you guys record the show in yep. advance and then put it out to listen or is it available like as a live stream as well yeah it's available on a live stream so the overall entity that um i work for iHeartMedia, um is has kind of seen that for a while like we we work with ai we have all sorts of stuff that i don't quite comprehend or understand completely um but it is a live stream and it is you know available um you, know, you could ask alexa to play my show and that's both in live stream but also in um archive format as well most of our we have our top interviews are available via archive but we also have the um the stream available as well but yeah i mean we have to, you have to be where people are you have to meet them where they are and an am radio particularly for my generational audience is not you know exactly where they're where they're going to be and so that means breaking your show up into different parts um that means you know doing different things within the show they're going to have an audience a particular audience like we can do a comedy type segment where you have bits and stuff and then sell that to a particular audience. You can do all these different things, but, you know, again, it comes back to staffing as well and, you know, repackaging and purposing it to go to the different avenues to meet people, you know, where they are. And that's, again, like this is an on-demand society. So you can't expect people to tune in from six to 9 a.m., each morning because it's not gonna you know it's not gonna happen the way that it happened um before like again when i grew up people listened to radio shows for a long time and they listened to stern or imus or opie and anthony and it was like they listened for extended periods of time and now the turnover is much greater as well like it's i believe like 12 minutes 
eight, 12 minutes um, is anticipated for, uh, for um, talk radio. And it's even less for, um, you know, so, uh, can we just back um, up for a music second? So you said that the station that you work for, you guys have an archive of interviews. So the purpose of this show is for the preservation and archival of media. So I wanted to talk to you about, so how does your station archive those radio broadcasts? Because for this show, we're talking about how to best preserve media in a way that it can be kept for millennia to come. So that if questions continue to arise, it can still be accessed. Yeah, that's actually a great um a great question in that um and something that you know I wonder about as well in that so if you know so like take as an example I was at um at nhtalkradio.com previous and um and WKXL and so yeah I wonder about what's going to happen you know if there is no more that or whatever does it just does it just disappear and you know, there's that aspect of having like a hard copy um, that, that that exists for everybody. That's kind of like it's the same thing with your photos and everything else. Or it's kind of like settling that you do. Oh, okay, I have a, a print of this, or I have. And um, you know, the the short answer is that I don't um, I don't know. Like I assume that it's going to. There's a better chance of it living on for a longer period of time in that um the archive is not going to exist in someone's you know file cabinet but the archive exists you know the more readily available format and i think we've seen that you know as a baseball fan um there's so many different you know uh websites and uh, social media platforms that have old footage in that they have been able to find and share and that it's become kind of a, um, you know, a, a fan type of a platform where people who have a particular focus are able to share this information and uh, not information, but um, footage and video from the past. So I think that basically it's not going to be a centralized thing like it was before where Major League Baseball had this and they kept it in there, you know, <laughs> in the back room. And once they uploaded it, then it became readily available for for others. So um, I have wondered about that, like for you know, an historical standpoint. Like I have a whole bunch of interviews with presidents and presidential candidates, and you know, what's the best way of preservation for those? But I think you know that it's going to be out there, um, and all the you know all the stuff that we have at iHeart. Um, is also put out on Spotify, it's put out, um, you know, all these other different formats where I think it will, will probably live because there's not going to be, you know, an issue of, um, you know, space like you would have in, in previous, uh, you wow. know, that situation. <laughs> it's all right. Um, it's a long way of saying I, I don't mean, know. It's definitely okay not to know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people had the question when, the National Film Registry came into place of what is the best way to preserve these films? Because, I mean, there's films that were on reel to reel. There were films that were on DVD. I mean, there there were just so many. And they just 
decided to keep adapting with the times and to make sure that regardless of what it was, that it was a digital, that it was a physical format. So on that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that you, yeah, I mean, I think you do both, right? I mean, I think you keep the physical format, but I think that it allows for, you know, future, future preservation, safekeeping, mm -hmm. and more access if you also digitize it. So um, I think that, again, like this has broken down barriers that existed to the past before, like as in, in many different aspects of uh, internet and, and social media and tech. So before, like you wouldn't be able to readily um, find, you know, candidate footage of Ronald Reagan speaking in Nashua, New Hampshire. And now like you can just, it's right it's right there and it's you assume it's kind of there for all times but the preservation aspect of things yeah i do i do wonder about um that and you know backup and all that uh for these various things that are are digitized um and kind of that is the the view of how we're going to um you know keep it uh uh you know at all times i guess um that really makes sense um so Chris, I do want to thank you so much for joining me. Um, so this is actually my penultimate episode of the series as I'm graduating at the end of May, at the beginning of May. So I wanted to wrap this up on a really strong note, and I really think you helped me accomplish that, and I really do appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I appreciate you taking an interest in this. Um, you know, it's back in the day again, like there was such a um, focus in college and people wanting to you know, get into radio and be interested in radio. And again, this is the adaptation that we have seen over the last couple of decades is that now it is more readily available to, to more people. And we have seen, you know, the wanting to be a talk show host or whatever uh, change into um, you know, being, being a podcaster um, and, you know, or YouTuber. And it's just kind of the natural evolution of how things have always gone with, with media. And, um, you know, again, I think it's really important that it, we, everybody kind of focuses on moving with the change and uh, as opposed to, you know, being, standing up against the change uh, because we have to meet people where they are. And it's so through our final exploration of individual mediums, we have been able to ascertain the radio definitely isn't going anywhere and that, the archival of it is already happening. So, the question remains, why would I include it? Well, the radio itself holds an extremely important place in media itself. You can't do a show about media and not discuss how influential the radio is, even on today's society. Radio not only deserves to be archived and preserved, like all of the other media that we've talked about, it is the paramount of importance that it is. Without the radio, we have nothing in the world of standard communication. We have no television. We have no movies. We have nothing. The history of the radio alone drives its importance in media. And to this end, this is why radio matters. Because radio is the cornerstone of media. It is the end-all, be-all. No radio, nothing else. So, my listeners, this brings us very close to the end of our journey together. We have one final episode 
to put out. And that episode is going to be about media in general. All the media that we've discussed, summarizing the absolute and concrete need for this media archive, this world media library. This has been Why Media Matters, a limited series podcast on the foundational importance and preservable of media to world culture. Thank you for listening.